Lord and welcome to Russ Podcast today. I'm your host, Kirk Space. Are you saved today? Do you have a born-again Christian experience that you want to share on the show? Are you religious? Are you questioning the Bible or even God's existence? If so, I want to have a conversation with you. You can reach out to me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. You can also come find me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm over there. Either way works, just get a hold of me. Uh, today, guys, uh, I have one of three coming on today. Uh, I have Michael Kennedy. Uh, he has an Instagram page called Hermeneutics with Mike. He does a lot of uh, in-depth Bible studies on Logos. And we met through Instagram, and we had a little back and forth trying to get, um, you know, just get the time together where we could both actually get together and have a conversation with our, our schedules lining up. Or, you know, I, I know I got sick and lost my voice at one point when we were supposed to talk and you know it ended up working out and we got together and let's get over to mike right now all right guys so today on the show i have michael kennedy and we met through instagram how's it going brother uh it's going well brother how you doing today i'm good i'm good we've been kind of uh missing the mark here on trying to get together because you know something always comes up or you know it's just hard to get mix uh get schedules together but here we are we finally made it i'm excited to talk (laughs) um me too me too thank you very much yeah absolutely so you have um kind of you do like an online ministry um on instagram called hermeneutics with mike and it's it's amazing to see that you actually know what hermeneutics are because most people out there have no idea you know and you actually use logos which was you know a plus that i saw too so uh before we we get into your testimony or uh opening prayer just tell everybody a little bit about what you do with your ministry uh where they could find you and and some of your teachings oh yeah so may Mainly everything is on Instagram, uh, Hermeneutics with Mike. Um, I do not have, uh, like, a, I was on TikTok for a while, and the Lord has uh, called me to leave that. So I'm not, no longer there. But So everything now is going to be on uh, Instagram. You can meet me there. I'm also on Facebook, and I post on there as well. Um, you can find me through Instagram, really. And so, yeah, that's that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, and you got. Some, I check. Uh, encourage you guys to go check out his page, and it's uh, you know he does he does some really good in depth Bible studies. So, go check him out, and uh, you know spread the word, guys. So uh, before we get in your testimony here, we'll uh, we'll open. I'll open us up with a word of prayer, and uh, then I'll let you take the floor, and you could just tell us your story, take it back as far as you want, however you want to lay this out. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for your grace and your mercy, Lord. And we thank you for the blood of your son, Jesus, Lord, for without it, we, we would have nothing. And we don't know where we would be today without it. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to, to sit here with uh, Brother Michael and, and hear his testimony and have the opportunity to share it to the entire world, Lord. And Lord, we just pray 
that your spirit can be in this conversation and you can lead both of us to speak as you would have us to speak. And we pray that the listening audience, Lord, that whoever will hear this uh, recording, that they'll have ears to hear and a heart willing to accept the truth of your word. And Lord, may you get all the glory in this. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Well, you, uh, most people usually just lay, they lay out a, you know, some people go three hours, some people go, you know, there's no time limit, but however you want to lay out your life leading up to, uh, how you got saved and, and, you know, kind of some things the Lord was doing, however you want to take it, man, you know, it's up to you and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Before I get started though, I just kind of wanted to let you know that when we first started talking about this, I was very nervous because I thought it was going to be a video conference call yeah and uh and just so you know i'm not wearing a tie right now (laughs) um but but, um what i do for a living is is i'm a a debt collector and a customer service rep so i'm on the phones constantly so this type of setup for me is the most comfortable oh praise god so just wanted to thank you i know this is great so now to get into my testimony uh i was raised as a Roman Catholic and I went to uh, church and I went to CCD up until I was uh, um, 18 years old. But prior to that, one interesting thing was when I was 13, I developed epilepsy. Uh, So I had four grand mal seizures back to back to back and I was rushed to the hospital. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy. The doctors did not know there were any reasons why I received epilepsy. They had no idea. They just know that I was epileptic. So I was on different medications like uh, Depakote and Dilantin. And um, yeah, just had that up until I was 24. Now, uh, growing up as a Roman Catholic, you know, I, I did everything I was supposed to do, but I just never had a a sense of fulfillment. I was always depressed, always anxious, and that basically happened up until when I was 23 years old, and I decided to go to college. And from there, I met a bunch of Christians who challenged me for the first time of my faith. I was never challenged before. And they put a Bible in front of me, and they're like, read it. Just just go ahead and read it. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll read it. And just for, you know, just to get you guys, I'm going to read the book of Revelations. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'm going to start at the end. And I did. I, I started from there, and I read it straight through, and I had no idea what I was reading <laughs> at all. It was just a complete blank for me, but I was, uh, but I was still determined and they were determined too. And praise God for that, uh, because they wouldn't let me alone. And they kept on asking me, Hey, you know, you should come out to church. You should come out to church. You should come out to church. I was like, fine, I'll come out. And so I went to, uh, this church, uh, the name uh, was covenant fellowship and, uh, they were located at the time in Broomall, Pennsylvania. And so, when I left, well, I'm sorry. So when I started going there, I noticed that nobody would leave right away. And people like generally liked one another. And, and I, that, that threw me off. I was like, nah, this can't be real. Fellowship. Like, yeah. These like people just talked. 
And I was like, all right, all right, I got to come back next week. I got to see if this is real. And so I did. And that was my mindset uh, for a good a year of just uh, just trying to prove them wrong. But I kept going. Uh, and then I got involved in a Bible study. And it was definitely obvious what God was doing. He was definitely setting me up. Uh, you know, so and then they had um, they had this meeting where they would grab a bunch of churches from a local area and we would all go to uh, it was indiana uh, indiana pennsylvania uh the college area, i think it was called um yeah indiana college and oh, when we first started uh, john piper was preaching had no clue who he was at the time and i'm standing i'm standing on the top of these bleachers and I'm just watching everybody worship, and uh, and I didn't know what that what that was, and I I I wanted it. I'm like, Lord, like I need this in my life. I, I have to have this. And and a brother that was there with me, he pulled me to the side, and he was like, you know, hey, you know, do you want to like, do you want to give your life to Christ? And I was like, ah, well, you know, you don't know the things that I was involved in. And he's like, what? And I was like, well, you know, I sort of got involved in, in Satanism when I was younger. I was kind of looking at, you know, looking at that for my fulfillment. And he's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Like, everything matters. And he's like, no, look at the story of Saul, who became Paul. And he sat me down and he read for me the book of Acts. Amen. And he's like, look, even Paul can be used. And then right then and there, I just broke down and I accepted Christ into my life. And that was, that's a very quick version, but that was uh, really what happened. And uh, when I, I gave my life to Christ, and it was amazing. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that uh, at 13, I developed epilepsy was because at the age of 21, uh, my doctor told me that I would never get rid of it. He said, I would have it for the rest of my life and just deal with it. I'm like, oh, that stinks. But when I got saved and now I was 24 years old, um, the epilepsy went away. Hallelujah. It was completely gone. As a matter of fact, like the doctors, the nurses in there were freaking out. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. What's wrong with me? I feel great. <laughs> and, and they're like, no, seriously, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. And the doctor sat me down and was like, you don't have epilepsy anymore. Wow. You can go do whatever you want to do. And I was like, wow. All right. Excellent. So uh, I missed an opportunity. I'll admit I missed an opportunity there to uh, share the gospel. But um, I pray that, that someone did uh, with him. And that, you know, and, he gets, and you know, that's but. You know, that's uh, just God being just faithful and just ridding me of something that uh, was just an, an annoyance for me. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And so um, so that's really how I got saved. Now, that didn't stop my journey. And, I, you know, um, the church I got saved in was very Calvinistic, very, well, you said the sinner's prayer. You're good. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Right. 
and uh and it took a long time for me to 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 basically examine that um more thoroughly it took um actually it, it took a a woman that i kind of led to christ who i really really cared about uh and then she left she just walked away from me uh and at the same time i was reading a book by john owens called the mortification of sin and i just was like nah like well there's there's a lot more that's going on than than just being lukewarm you know i we have to live our lives um, basically dealing with sin, mortifying it, you know, crushing it each and every day. And yeah, so that, uh, basically is my journey. And then that's actually when I started really getting into logos, uh, Bible software. And I, I just fell in love with it. I was like, wow, there's like so much here because I would have loved to have joined, I'd gone to like Westminster, but I have no background for it. So. You know, there's no way that I could actually go unless I would spend a ton of money. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's that's my kind of testimony right there. And now I'm just just on fire, and I I love hermeneutics. I love um, just talking about scripture, and uh, and I also what I really enjoy doing is you know approaching individuals who are preaching a false gospel mm-hmm. and who know that they're preaching a false gospel uh, and they're using the Greek and the Hebrew and they're saying that, you know, what this means is, is this means that we have to follow the law completely. Well, we now we are crucified with Christ, right? you know? And so um, that's the reason why I wanted to learn Greek and Hebrew, because I want to know exactly what the script, manuscripts are saying. Right. And the church that I belong to now, I haven't joined yet, but I'm going to. Um, the lead pastor there is very encouraging. He's like, Mike, just learn as much as you possibly can. You know, don't don't be afraid to learn anything. Just keep going. Our God is sovereign. He'll he'll walk you through it. So, Amen. It's yep. uh, it's tough out there, man. Like, <clears throat> uh, probably ten out of ten of the churches, you know, around me anyway, are. Uh, I don't even think most of them are are even saved, you know. They're they're all preaching, uh, you know, law, works, you know, you know, it's their religious duties, you know, and they they base their salvation off of church attendance or you know going to the food bank and helping out, and you know nobody's preaching uh, hell, nobody's preaching against sin, you know. It's it's real rough out there. I completely agree with you. There is, and and with like, what I've noticed is that individuals uh, like us, or you know, you know, if if we go to a hyper grace church, and it's you know, you could do whatever you want. Don't worry about it. You're saved in the end. Enjoy your you know, enjoy your sin. Um, then a lot of people will move from that. And they'll get into a for observant, very legalistic right. approach uh, because they think that no, we have to keep the Sabbath. We have to, uh, we we have to keep all like 613 commands. We, you know, it's that pendulum that keeps going back and forth. And and I believe that you know, that God is calling us to be in the middle. We have to recognize that Christ, you know, that we are 
but our sin debt is nailed to the cross. Right. It is finished. Yeah, it is finished. And but you know, but the Torah, the law is is still good uh, mm-hmm. because it shows us our sin. Right. Yeah, Paul says in Romans six, uh, you know, for I knew, you know, without the law, I wouldn't know sin. You right. know, and that that was that was the whole point of the law was to reveal to us the need for a savior. Amen. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, I like I said, I've only been saved almost four years now, and and what I'm seeing now, especially getting into ministry work, and. Uh, talking to people and talking to Christians, it is. And, you know, one of the the underlying um, things that God put on my heart to do with this show is to confront false teaching and false prophets Amen. and false teachers, because they're a dime a dozen. I mean, you're on Instagram and, and you see it, you know, I, I'm seeing it. It's, it's horrendous. It's so mm-hmm. bad. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I got in a discussion with a guy the other day. Uh, I was trying to show him the Greek and the Hebrew on on something. I forget what we were talking about, but uh, he was saying, uh, no, uh, I don't need to know Greek. I don't need to know Hebrew. God had the Bible translated to English for a reason. I don't need to know Greek. To, like, it, It's almost like they just, they don't want to address their own sin, because that's what the truth does, and that's what the cross does. It yep. makes you address your sin and and deal with it. And all these other d- denominations and, and false teachings are giving you a license to sin, or it's hyper grace, or whatever the case, you know? Yes. I just saw, um, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago on my show, there was a new pastor I saw, and he's part of the, the grace revolution, the hyper grace, and he was saying that after you get saved, you don't need to ask for God's forgiveness ever again, completely enjoy, uh, ignoring, uh, I think, Second John 1.9 or First John 1.9. And uh, he said, any, any scripture in the New Testament that's written in red, you can ignore them, and you don't have to follow them because though, those were spoken before the cross. So therefore, they are Old Testament, and you don't need to, to learn anything about that. And I'm like, I wanted to put my head through a wall, man. <laughs> like, uh, that, I, uh, when I first got saved, uh, I remember talking to a pastor and I said that exact same thing. I went, oh, we don't need the Old Testament. We got the New Testament. And basically, it was almost like that, but it was just for the full New Testament. And my pastor uh, went, well, then how are you going to, uh, how did he put it to this again? He said, how are you going to truly uh, understand what the New Testament says if you don't read the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, study the entire Bible. And then walked away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right, man. Because, you know, the Old Testament is the New Testament hidden, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so... That's 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 excellent. Yeah, I want to I want to get your take on uh, your epilepsy because I had uh, probably a month or two months ago, I had a 16 year old kid come on in the show with his stepmom, and he was delivered from epilepsy, and 
I think he he had it from when he was, I don't know if it was from when he was born or from like nine years old or somewhere, but at 16, um, he was delivered because he accepted the Lord and, you know, the Lord set him free. But as he was having these uh, epileptic fits, his stepmom was recording him because there was a demon manifesting and he was mm. speaking in a, you know, different language or, or whatever it was, but it was, it was demonic, she was saying. And after she got, he got set free, they went to the doctor and they said they don't know how or why. And the stepmom showed them the video and said, well, it's because this wasn't uh, medical. This was spiritual and he's been set free. And she showed the video of the demon manifesting in him when he was seizing and she asked the doctor, did you ever see anybody do this while they're seizing? And the doctor was like shocked. She had no, she said, I've never wow. seen anything like that in my life. So I'll, I want to get your take on, do you, um, what you think uh, epilepsy is, you know, do you think it's, it's a mixture of both like spiritual and, you know, physical, the, uh, um, a medical condition or, or what, what's your take? Cause you were set free from it. Right. And so here's. But here's now uh, I'll put it this way. So when I was getting involved in Satanism, like I saw and I experienced a lot of messed up things to the point where today I'm a little jaded. And when I hear people go, oh, you know, you're possessed by a demon. I'm like, no, man, you don't. You've never seen one. Mm -hmm. Like You don't un truly understand what that is. Um, like it's it's. It's, it's horrible and it's really dark um with epilepsy i think it can be both it could be both at the same time it could be medical or it absolutely can be spiritual um with me i i don't know you know i i just i don't know i do find it very odd and very interesting is the fact that when i got saved that's when it left right that's very that's interesting and then you just going over the story now nobody ever recorded me of course um this was like 20 some years ago uh so you know I, no, like no, like nobody really understood it well i shouldn't say that it was more of um uh, not like nobody in my family had any like spiritual anything so they wouldn't know if it was spiritual or not so, but it, it is, it is interesting. I know. And I believe that, you know, scripture even talks about epilepsy as well. So it, mm -hmm. it's real interesting. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's my take on it. Um, I, you know, I admit that I'm a little jaded that, you know, I don't believe that everything is a demon possession. You know, but at the same time, I don't want to be naive right. and say that nothing is. So, how long were you uh, looking into Satanism? Because I I spent uh, many many years. many years uh, researching the occult and the Satanic Brotherhood, oh. and you know, <laughs> getting real deep, deeper than I I wanted to, and and you know, I've I was threatened. I was asked to ask. Blah, asked to join specific groups with uh, a substantial amount of money attached to it. And 
I, of course, denied it because I was, you know, I was down a rabbit hole of trying to find the truth. And I did spend a lot of time, you know, researching the occult and Satanism. And it's, it, it, you're right, it's very dark. You said two yeah. years so, you spent in it. Yeah, two years. And it was, my experience with it was more of a, out of a rebellion. I just, I wanted to be the, the bad guy. I wanted to be the guy that goes against the Catholic Church. And so I, that's where it started for me. And I'll tell you a, a little thing here. So I was, uh, when I was in high school still, my teacher wanted me to do a report. So I was like, all right, fine. You know, I'll do a report. You want one? I'll do it. I'll do it on Charles Manson. All right, here we go. And then in, in researching him, he said that if God wants you to love your enemies, then God's enemy is Satan. We are to love Satan. And that's a demon. It's demonic. That's very dark. Anybody listen to that? I'll, I'll take that advice. Uh, but for me, I was like, yes, I want that. Yeah, let's let's go down this road. So I started doing research on uh, like Alice Crowley, mm -hmm. and uh, like, and I wanted to I wanted to find a black Bible, and I, I started like thinking to myself, now where can I find a black Bible? And this is before the internet, really. So you know, I'm just kind of like, now whatever, I'll go to Barnes and Nobles. So I'm walking in the Barnes and Nobles and I'm looking, I'm trying to see if there's like something called the Black Bible there. And they're like, oh yeah, it's right in the Bible section and it's called the Black Bible. So I was like, oh, I can't believe it. It's here. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to buy it. And it was so shady on my part, like so shady. I, I grabbed it. I put it under my arm real quick so nobody could see that I was doing this, you know, and, and I was kind of like looking around going like, nobody's looking at me. Right. And I run up to the top of the uh, the, the kiosk there uh, with a person, and I kind of throw it down real quick, and then I threw out, you know, some cash, and I wanted to buy it. And guys look at me like I have two heads. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, just give me this thing. And then he's like, he's like, all right, fine, here, you know. And I buy it, and I run outside, and I'm like, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got the black Bible, yeah. And I open it up, and I turn to John because John was in it. And it goes, yo, man, the word was with God, yo. He <laughs> came into the flesh, yo. It was an Ebonics Bible. Oh, man. <laughs> and then uh, now that I look back on that, I was like, man, my God's got a sense of humor. Ain't that something. <laughs> and, and he's, not only does, it, does God have a sense of humor, but God protects his own. Amen. Because, I mean, I mean, granted, you're not going to find the Satanic Bible in Barnes & Noble's. But I was searching. Like, I really wanted it. And God, you know, just kind of was like, no, no, you're not. And so. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing how the Lord will uh, <clears throat> protect us through a lot of stuff. Like, because I hear stories of, of people, I've heard some pretty powerful testimonies of people that came out of uh, satanic ritual abuse from when they were kids. And they, oh, yeah. get, they get sucked into that. And, you know, then you you hear how they they got pulled out of it and it's it's amazing but then you have other people uh like you or like me who are researching this stuff and we never really go all in and, you know like the, there's some kind of hedge of protection there that the lord yeah. puts on us to to keep us out of that 
Amen. Yeah, thank God for that, because I, man, I was on a, I was on a long path looking for the truth, and luckily, I mean, I knew there was power in the dark, but I also knew it was, it was evil, and it certainly yeah. isn't, wasn't the right way to go. Yeah, that's. So I found in my research, I found um, where I live, right on the cusp of Philadelphia there was a satanic church mm-hmm. and I found it. And then I, I would just, I had this overwhelming feeling go, if you go in there, there's no coming back. Mm. And I was like, Nope, I'm out. I'll see you. Yeah. It's the Holy spirit putting yeah, in check. It's just, it just, it overpowered me. And it was just that thought that, yeah, like again, if you go in, if you step into that, you can't come back out. Wow. I was like, wow, all right. Well, it worked. And that was, <laughs> yeah, and that was, at the time, I think I was about, yeah, I was 18 years old. Yeah, I was 18 years old at the time. Wow. So fully in, engaged in epilepsy, fully uh, just trying to seek after horrible things. And I should tell you this, uh, where I worked, I had a Christian Christian guy that was there, and he was, preaching the gospel to all of us and i would be walking in with my acdc blasting because i wanted to rip into him and he just looked at me was like you're just a dumb kid mm-hmm. and then uh then when i got saved i walked up to him and i was like i got saved and he was like no way <laughs> praise god and i was like no seriously um you know here's my bible here's and then he just his face dropped and then he was like what, what church you go to and i was like uh you know sovereign grace church and he's like well okay <laughs> <laughs> and i was like all right what does that mean I, you know wow yeah i was uh I, you know i was i used to play in a death metal band and uh all the bands i listened to were like extremely blasphemous and like the the inlays on their guitars were upside down crosses, and you know it was totally satanic. But I didn't believe you know the same things they did. But you know I was you know my band we'd play shows, and I'd have a shirt on with an upside down cross that said I am the Antichrist, and I had no idea what any of it meant. I just thought it was cool, you know, and it looked cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, like Satan plays us for a fool yep. when we have no yeah, idea. He, he he feeds our pride. Right. And then, you know, with that, then we just kind of want to go against everything that is holy. And, yeah. Well, so. that's our state by default from the fall of man, you know, live live for exactly. self, the flesh. You know, you know, we have the sin nature. I want to ask you, uh, was your, as you were growing up Roman Catholic, was, was your family also all Roman Catholic? And they, they, oh, yeah. Absolutely, everybody. What, um, how did that go over when you got born again and came out of the, the Roman Catholic faith? Uh, what did your, what was your family saying? Like, what, how did they take all of this? It went over, it went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? You did what? I was like, yeah, I don't believe in everything anymore. Uh, I believe that we should just read the Bible and worship God. And they're like, oh, what about Mary? And I was like, no, nah, she was a sinner. Yeah. Now, 
Did you say that? I was like, <laughs> Paul says we all sinned. I take right. Paul's word for it. And uh, yeah, so we we had our discussions, and at the time too, I was very abrasive with it. Uh, and God taught me very quickly. He's like, now you can do more by the actions that you live mm-hmm. than by the words of your mouth. Right. And I was like, oh. And so I had people come up to me, my own family, going, you're different. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want to see people to know that, that I'm different inside and out. And and so, yeah, um, but that's like it. It was tense for, you know, for a few years. Um, it was very tense. And um, yeah, even to this day, to be actually, to be honest, um, you know, when I bring up scripture, you know, people kind of roll their eyes. But at the same time, too, you know, people in my family like looked at me to say prayers, you know, that looked at me to understand what scripture says. Wow. So and I praise God for that, you know, small victory. Yeah, well, you know, the evidence of change is, uh, you know, more like you said, the Lord taught you, you know, it's how you live is going to affect them more than, than the words coming out of your mouth. And, it, you know, it's it's crazy that, did, did any of them, uh, anyone in your family or the Catholics, did they ever read their Bible? No, I don't. As a matter of fact, the one time I remember asking, about reading the Bible, it was mentioned to me, no, oh, no, we don't do that. Yeah, frowned upon. Yeah, it's like, you know, that, that opened up a can of worms. But I'll be honest, too, like, when I started to get into Logos, and I started to question people, you know, like, about preaching and uh, preaching wrath, and preaching uh, about sin, a lot of those people said the same thing to me. No, 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 we just stay in our lane. Well, we don't want to learn too much. <laughs> like, 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 aren't you study to show thyself approved? Yeah, and I'm like, like, but I'm like, like, if we desire to learn this, God is faithful to to keep us and to hold us. Like, you know, right. we have nothing to worry about. You know, that's. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I kind of noticed that with both with both areas. Uh, you know, the, uh, Catholicism and even in you know the you know, born again, non-denominational church. And I think a lot of this stuff um, only exists, like a, a lot of these false teachings. If if people that went to church, even just on Sundays, if they read their Bible regularly, none of this mm-hmm. stuff would exist. Because oh, right. nobody knows. They're just believing what the guy up in the pulpit's telling them every week. And they think, well, I'm here, I did my deed, and I'm good till next week. Or I go on Christmas, or I go on Easter. If people actually read their Bible, we'd probably have a lot less false teaching, I believe. I I agree with that. I also, though, would add that learn history as well. Right. You know, learn what the Puritans thought. Learn what they, what they taught. You know, enjoy learning. Um, because I... I know that I skipped a lot, but one of my on my journey, I, I decided to go to a Baptist church. I kind of felt like, yeah, Baptist is it, and I started going to this one Baptist church. And this one Baptist church was a King James only church. And I start like I started going there, and they wanted to rebaptize me. And I was like, uh, 
that's going to be a problem. I could just see it now. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. The King James Bible corrects the Greek and the Hebrew. And I was like, ah, uh, I don't believe that. They say it corrected like, well, it. Yeah, it corrects the, the Greek and the Hebrew. I'm like, so I'm like, so only people that read the English version of the King James Bible, the 1611, are people that will be saved? I'm like, yep. Wow. I was like, well, I'm out, man. <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, that, that so. belief is so nutty. Like, I read, I use a King James, but they, to people say, like, King James, like, I'm not a King James only, but um, to say that you won't be saved unless you're reading a King James is just, that's ludicrous. Like, are you even yeah. saved to say, to be able to say that? Like, I, you know, some of the stuff I see in here, man, anymore, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, but I like my, myself, I like to read, you know, because I'm using logos. No, I mean, I like the King James version. It's standard. It's excellent. Um, you know, and if you start reading it, you get used to it. It's great. Uh, but because of having now uh, diving really deep into the Logos Bible study, I have multiple versions of scripture. And I just find that to be like just an incredibly useful tool. Right. You know, like cause I use right now, I use the legacy standard version. And the only reason why I like that is because in the Old Testament, instead of using the word Lord, it uses the word Yahweh. Right. And I'm like, oh, I just like that. You know, it's just my preference. So, um, but, you know, I've also gotten into uh, the Darby Bible, the uh, Genevieve Bible that came out before the King James Version. Um, my pastor's also, you know, encouraging me to, to obviously like, look into Greek, look into Hebrew. Um, there's a Hebrew version of the New Testament. There's a, an Aramaic version of the New Testament. <clears throat> right. I can't read that yet, but yeah, I, I have it. There's uh, the Young's literal is pretty good too because that gives you the literal translation of what the the Greek and the oh, Hebrew. Okay. And uh, I don't have that, but yeah, I'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, well, I want I want to encourage you in this because when I first got saved, uh, this was the first thing the Lord uh, started teaching me was Bible translations, and because my question was, why are there so many translations? Which one's the right one? Why you know I just I had all these questions. So I started deep diving the history on, um, you know, the path of, you know, getting the word to where we're at, to the King James. And I found, I don't, I, I tend to not lean towards any of the newer translations. And I'll tell you why. Um, there's two different source texts that are used. The, the source text that uses the original Greek and Hebrew uh, translation is called the Textus Receptus, and that's what the King James uh, was translated from. And right. then, and I forget the year, but there were two guys named Westcott and Hort who were uh, Catholic heretics, and they have published works. I've read some of their journals, and they're published, and they, they weren't even saved. They thought uh, they were going to go ahead and retranslate the Textus Receptus. So they did that, and it was called the critical text. And now every new modern translation that, that comes out, they're not based off the Textus Receptus, they're based off the critical text. So the Lord 
um, starts showing me this, and he's showing me uh, the doctrinal differences between these newer translations versus the King James or the Young's Literal or anything that came from the Textus Receptus. And there are drastic, I mean drastic doctrinal changes that that they, they changed in, in these new translations. And I started to see this, and the Lord gave me Psalms 12, verse 6 and 7. And it's basically, he says that um, God will preserve his word forever. His word will be preserved. God will preserve Amen. it forever. Yep. The King James was the only one that kept that. All the other new ones, they took that out and they changed it. They changed that God wouldn't preserve his word. They, they said he would preserve the generation, he would preserve this or preserve that, but it, it wasn't, it was, it was doctrinal, doctrinally wrong. And then another one he gave me was uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 22. And in the King James and in the original, you know, in the Young's literal, in the, uh, the Greek, Paul says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Well, when you go and compare that to the newer translations, it's changed. All of them, every one of them removes the word appearance. They put abstain from evil, abstain from all evil, abstain from this. But none of them say abstain from the appearance of evil, which is a huge, huge difference. Because I've gotten to some discussions with some people um, about... I think it was uh, about alcohol and if it's okay to get drunk as a Christian and stuff. And I'm telling them that Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22 to abstain from all appearance of evil. Like we shouldn't even appear to have, you know, be be a part of evil. And they said, well, that's not what my Bible says. I'm like, well, that's what the, the, the Greek says. And it just, it, it rabbit holes. But there's so many of them. And there's so many words that are, that have been removed and uh, hell, the word hell, uh, deity, uh, there's just so many. So I definitely, I, I encourage you to, to check out for yourself and do some, some comparison. I mean, I could send you a bunch of them and uh, see them see them for yourself because when I found this out, it was like my jaw hit the floor. That's interesting. That's yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, because the, the one that I'm using here, the legacy, it says you know, abstain from every form of evil right and when i look at well here i'll do this well I'll look at the the greek uh where is it here yeah i'm just uh let's do this it and kepatai kepatai note anyway um i don't want to go down the rabbit hole here but i'll definitely look into it um like i have this like, here it's uh the the hebrew for appearance is edos e-i-d-o-s it's uh the the strongest code is 1491 that is used in in the hebrew abstain from all appearance of evil okay now <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I hate the Strong's Concordance. No, well, I hate well, it is a strong word. Um, I 
dislike it simply because it doesn't give you, uh, it doesn't show you how the word is used in that particular context. Right. They just, just they just give you the, yeah, they just give you the definition of um, what the word is and and the code, the the number to to find it. I usually go outside. I I use, um, it's called the Complete Word Study Dictionary. Uh, Who's the, I have, I have, actually, I have both. I have the the hard copies and I have the digital copies for uh, logos. What is it here? If you want, like I'll, I'll be honest, what I found works the best is it's called BDAG, so B D A G. Um, it's it's an excellent resource. It is massively expensive. Uh, so, but uh, I think it costs. Like three hundred, wow. for it. Yeah, but it gives you a breakdown of how the word, uh, not only of how the word, um, the definition of it, but it shows it in d- different uh, scriptures. So it'll give you a, one definition, and then it'll break it down to a sub subline, and then it'll give you like a different kind of the definition, and then it gives you scripture references. Of how of where it's used like that. Yeah, right. Sorry. That that's what the the hard copy. It's Spiros Zodiates. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, it you know it's the same thing. It does the in depth, um, the breakdown of it, and it, it's they're fantastic tools. And I I don't know if it's possible, but is there a way for me to send you plugins from Logos? No, like you can't. You, you can't like I asked about that because the church I go to um, we wanted to be able to share our resources with people yeah and they're like no I was like oh man like I know that I have like well over I would say about six grand wow invested in logos and uh, yeah I, I went on it I, I <laughs> bought a lot um I got grandfathered into mine from somebody who uh, used to to use it, and they bought all this all these add-ons and plugins, and they're not really walking with the Lord anymore. And we have the login for it, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> not for their not for their sake, but um, you know that it's there's a lot of lot of material here to study, and it's it's incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's it's so much like I was telling like my pastor you know it's almost overwhelming yeah it is and he's like and he's like look just sit yourself down know what your church is going through you know because right now we're, we're studying two books um sunday mornings we're going through the book of romans and then wednesday nights we're going through judges he's like just buy information on those two books because you'll you'll go poor trying to <laughs> Uh, get everything that, that you look and just walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, all right. Because, yeah, like something would come up, like something in Greek would come up, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I could really use that. I'll buy it. And, you know, and then like half the stuff I see here that I've bought, different types of books, I don't even use. Right. So. Yeah, I have a I have a pretty extensive physical library also because for the longest time I was a conspiracy theorist, which is actually what the Lord used to to get me saved because I started seeing the evil in the world, and uh, I, you know, I had all this digital content, but I'm thinking, what if the what if the grid goes down? 
What if we don't have access to our cell phone or our computers or the government wipes our hard drives? You know, I was like, I was nuts. So I bought physical hard copies of, of all of my, my study material. And I got two bookshelves behind me here in my studio that are just loaded like commentaries and dictionaries, uh, the interlinear. Uh, did you ever use the interlinear, uh, the interlinear Bible? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I have one of those, and that that's a really good one too. But yeah, I I, I stocked up. I like having the um, the physical copy in my hand. Yeah. Also, you know, it's it's nice. To to say a little funny here, I'll go. I was going to be like, well, that's ridiculous. You know, what, what's that? But if that's so ridiculous, why has God placed it on my heart and my mind? Like, you know, right. If everything goes down, I have nothing. Right. Nothing. Like, zilch. Like, now, granted, I would have everything that I would load up on my, you know, on my PC, you know, as long as I, you know, don't lose anything there, you know. But, you know, if web access goes down, I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> right. And, and that, and that, and honestly, for a few, I would say for a good three or four months, I've been thinking that way. And I'm like, oh, I wonder. Yeah, and just look what happened this week. Yeah, yeah, with AT and T. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's it's not out of the realm of possible. I'll say that. I, yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. I um, I'm just praying that that uh, that yeah that that doesn't happen. But at the same time. You know, if it happens, it happens, and I do have, I do, I mean, I do have Bibles, so I figured. Right. Yeah, as long as we're in Christ, it don't matter. You know, they could do yeah. whatever they want. And uh, I want to, before we wrap up here, coming up on an hour, I want to get your take on uh, what are, what are you seeing in the world today and in the church, and where we're at. You think with the Lord's return. I think every single generation thinks that the Lord is going to return within days. And I think that that's, on, I think God does that on purpose because we're supposed to live that way. Now, do I really think that he's going to show up tomorrow? No, I really don't. Um, Jonathan Edwards believed in, I think it was 17 something that he was absolutely sure that the Lord would return. And I praise God that he was wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> so, because uh, none of us would be alive today. Right. Uh, but I, I just, you know, I I don't really think about too, I don't really get too in depth into thinking that he's going to come back at a certain time. I believe that we should just live our lives thinking that he could show up tomorrow and just do the, you know, and just, worship him and that's it you know that's um yeah that's it now as far as the church church goes and where's the church now i you know god has restored um my thinking of the church because he's brought me into a really good church now and i love the pastor i love the people in it they have a hunger for the word uh the pastor is very smart um and he's going he's going through school now. And so I'm just very grateful for that. Praise God. Uh, there's, there are though a lot of churches that are out there that are, that are hyper grace 
and they believe that you can do whatever you want. And there's very legalistic mm-hmm. uh, churches as well. So uh, to anybody who's listening, you know, just pray and ask God to bring you to a good place because we need to have fellowship. You know, we, you know, we're not designed to be lone rangers in Christianity. Right. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I cringe every time I hear somebody online going, you know, oh, you know, get away from those Sunday, Sunday churches. And I'm like, no, man, like we need fellowship. Yeah. If there's a good church, you need, you need to be yeah. in it. Exactly. And, you know, if you're looking for the perfect church, just so you know, when you join, it's no longer the perfect church. <laughs> right. Well I said. Was, was it? I think actually that was uh, Charles Spurgeon who said that. Yeah, I believe I could be wrong. Yeah, is either that or Martin Luther? But I, I doubt it was him. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's tough out there, and I, you know, I don't think I know COVID really, really put a big hit on the church, and a lot of people stopped going. You know, once COVID yeah. hit, and even though now that we're you know we're back to <laughs> if we would call this normal, but um, they never went back. You know, and I yep. just saw not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a, a study done and a poll, and they said they asked every church, well, whoever, all these churches, they asked a, a, a large group of churches across the country. They said, Do you believe in the fundamental teachings of the Bible, like creation? Uh, did Jesus die for our sins? You know, the, the, Christianity 101, and 75% of them said yes, they do. So the ones that said yes, they asked them, do you preach them? And of those 75%, only 2% preached them. Now, so you, you put that into the perspective of the United States, of every church, of the people that are still going to church, the chances of them sitting in one of those 2% churches that are actually preaching the fundamentals of the Bible, it's very, very small. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's it's terrible. I think I, I have the the study saved on Instagram. I'll have to send it to you. But that what a terrifying statistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it is terrifying, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I think, you know, I... I think that our our position should be that we really need to be praying more. Mm-hmm. You know, be praying for the lost more. Be praying for you know individuals who are going to church and who are not saved. You know, the prayer is extremely powerful. Um, just to kind of go down this. I mean, the only way that I believe that I was actually cured of epilepsy is by the power of prayer. You know, the only way people get saved is there's people praying, and you know, and what's going on in the world now is people are going to keep falling away from the churches, keep, mm-hmm. uh, keep falling away from Scripture, keep falling away from God. And so our, our knees should be firmly planted on the ground, and we should be in prayer for them consistently. Amen. Yeah, it's, you know, and I, I heard uh, a minister say once, he said, you know, because he said, you know, after I got saved, I realized there had to be at least one person praying for me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got saved. Yep. 
you know yeah. it's it's powerful and you know a lot of people they uh they disregard they disregard um how important prayer is anymore you know it's just it's a sad state of the church it's a sad yeah. state of the world you know that we're living in it, because i mean it if you think about it what does prayer do prayer removes our our pride it removes our self-reliance you know you have to rely on god to do something right and you know and we're we're approaching times i mean you you're on instagram you know like you could see the people preaching on there Mm -hmm. you know it's all about you know listen to me listen to me this is what i know this is you know nobody says anymore on there we'll pray about it right yeah you're right it's all it's you know it's a a popularity contest and now uh, we got mega churches that are kicking the Bible like a football because it's Super Bowl weekend. Like, did you see that one? <laughs> oh no, no I would have. See, that's the reason why God got me out of uh, TikTok. Yeah, it's I toxic. Lit. Yeah, like, I just like I never talked to my pastor about it. I'm like, I get physically angry. Yeah, and he's like, uh, get off. Get off TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut it down. I'm like, but no, but like, and there's like, you know, nah, just get off, pray about it. I'm like, all right. But yeah. It's sad. You know, it's real sad. And uh, what's even more sad, you know, the fact that we have preachers doing this stuff, you know, and, and acting like the world and, and doing nonsense and kicking Bibles like a football, what's even more sad is going in the comments on these posts of these preachers doing this and seeing how many people agree with it not only agree but defend it yeah defend it and i'm like you're you're not safe that's right yep you know tell me you're not born again without telling me you're not born again yeah yeah (laughs) that would be a neat skit but yes it's just crazy, man. You know, we got to stay really in prayer is. and, you know. Yeah, and that's, you know. Pray for revival. Exactly. Uh, who am I thinking of? Have you ever read uh, Richard? Oh, gosh, what's his last name? Not, oh, no, I can't think. He's a big revival preacher in the UK. No, and, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, uh, but yeah, he was all about revival, and yeah, we need it. You know, we we desperately need it here. Amen, man. It's not looking good in the world, you know, and especially what's going on in Israel now. Like, stay in prayer, folks. Uh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, I'll. There is a part of me, I'll be honest, that, man, I kind of want everything. I, I want it all to happen. I want to see uh, the locusts. I want to see Christ coming down with fire in his eyes and a sword coming out of his mouth. Being a photographer, that imagery, I, I long to see it. You know, I Don't get me wrong, like, to anybody listening, I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to, to, uh, to, to know Christ but I want him to come back now. Amen. I just want to see it. Yeah. I'm with you. Lord, we're ready. <laughs> exactly. Get me off this rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, man. This, really... What's that? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's been, uh, we'll start wrapping it up here. And, and 
uh, give an altar call. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show and, you know, sharing your testimony, having a conversation. Uh, it's refresh- refreshing to talk to uh, born-again believers and, you know, and just talk about the Lord and, and, you know, see what he's doing in everybody's life. So anybody listening out there today, if uh, what was said here today, if it, it moved on your heart, or if you don't know the Lord today, or, or if you walked away, or maybe you're lukewarm and you want to come back, you know, uh, me and Brother Mike here, we're going we're gonna to lead you in a sinner's prayer. And I'm going to start, and he'll follow after me. And all you guys got to do is, is pray along with us. But it's not the words that save you. If you believe this in your heart, and you believe with all of your heart that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, and that he died and resurrected three days later, he will come into your heart and he will change you and transform your life at the snap of a finger. All you got to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So we're going to do that here today, and I'm going to lead it, and you guys just follow along with us. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry for my sins, the way that I've lived, and the things that I've done. Please forgive me and cleanse me with your precious blood from all unrighteousness. With my mouth I confess the name of the Lord Jesus. In my heart I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he is alive. Right now at this very moment I accept Jesus Christ as the Savior of my soul and I make him the Lord of my life. And according to your holy word, which cannot lie, I believe that I'm washed, that I'm cleansed, that I'm forgiven, that I am saved. Amen. If you guys prayed with me today and you have a born-again experience and you want to come on the show and share your experience, you could reach out to me at rustpodcast at proton.me. That's rustpodcast at proton.me. Michael, brother, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed talking to you and, and hearing your story. Uh, likewise, man. Thank you very much. I you know, really do appreciate this. Absolutely, man. If, you know, if anything you got going on, you want a platform to come on and you know tell tell the world what's happening. You're more than welcome, and I'm more than open to do some Bible studies with you, brother. Whenever you want, I'm I'm around. Amen. Amen. Now, just real quick, the what the Lord brought to my mind real fast is Lamentations three. Uh, 22 and it says here the steadfast love of the lord never ceases his mercy never comes to an end they are new every morning great is your faithfulness and it's saying you know if anybody out there is listening and they want and they need a, re- a relationship with the lord um and just you know just fall to your knees and pray amen and cry out to him, and he will answer that he will he's faithful and his mercies are new every morning, and we need him every morning. Amen. All right, brother. Well, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on, man. Excellent. Yeah, thank you very much, Rod. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Take care, and God bless. And everybody out there, we'll see you next time. I got like three more this weekend, so stay tuned, and we'll catch you guys next time. Brother, have a good day. You too. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.